This episode is brought to you by EMG Pickups. I love my 81.7s. Our new song, Thinking in Tongues, are these pickups. Head over to emgpickups.com and use the promo code HEAVY at checkout to get 15% off. That's emgpickups.com, promo code HEAVY for 15% off. We are also brought to you by DistroKid. If you want to get your original music up on streaming platforms like Apple, Spotify, YouTube, TikTok, DistroKid can do that for you. I personally use them and they've been great to me. Head over to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Garza to get 30% off your membership. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash Garza to get 30% off. Cool. Well, everyone, welcome to the first solo episode. Um, this is going to be the first one where it's just me and our producer, Zach. How's it going, guys? Zach, uh, he's actually why we're doing this. Yes, sir. If I didn't have Zach, then I, I could not have the mental, emotional capacity to do this shit <laughs> every week. So you are a godsend, dude. So, uh, so, so thank you for being a part of the team, man. Of course, man. Stoked to be doing it. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's so weird that I was talking to you, it might have been a year ago now, and we, we were in your garage. Yeah, it's been at, I want to say at least six months for sure. It's so it's bizarre. It's been a good six months, yeah. And I, was, I was remember like, I was talking about how I needed help with the podcast. You were talking about you want to start a podcast and you, and you had questions. Yeah. And it's so funny how life will give you an answer right in front of you. Right. And you, and you won't even like, you, you were right in front of me. I, I, I couldn't miss it. Hey, so funny. Hey, you want to like... You know, do this? <laughs> yeah. No, that's funny because that conversation literally started. I was like running on my treadmill in the garage and you popped in and I was like, oh, cool. And then, yeah, we just brought up the podcast and like, you know, a uh, deep conversation three hours later and then, you know, ended up doing this. So it's crazy how that, uh, like you said, how life just kind of gives you those opportunities and yeah. you, that's why you just have to kind of go for it and not question it. Totally. I think a lot of times people like overthink those kinds of things. Yeah. You gotta just go for it. And totally. usually it works out. Totally. I, I do the same thing. Like you'll have an answer, like right I'll have an answer right in front of me and it'll take like years to process. Yeah. Oh shit, like there's like oh it was like it was right there. Yeah, exactly. So it was like <laughs> I, it's it is like it is like like the cliche, like it was right underneath your nose. Yeah. It's it's a cliche for a reason because it's and it pisses me off too. I'm like, man, it was like, the answer was right in front of me. Yeah, exactly. But that's also why you, you can't overthink it, you know? Totally. Just go for it. That's a hard thing not to, like, overthink things, especially when I purposely, consciously do it. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't want to overthink. I'm trying to, like, just go in. Like, True. Your, your brain's just like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> because then, yeah, you then you get the second guessing. You get the doubt. Yeah. What, the what ifs, right? That's the big totally. thing of, like, what if this goes wrong? What if that yeah. goes wrong? And it's like, well, we'll deal with it when that happens, right? Totally. You know? Well, Zach, love you, man. I'm, I'm glad you're a, a, a part a part of the team. You've seen some pretty cool things behind the scenes, so I just want to bring uh, everyone in, bring everyone in. With, what's uh, what's going on? Because usually I'm just, I don't know. Like we're this going to be episode 35. Yeah. And uh, obviously, like my name's on it, but I never really like you know talked really because my my thing is like I want to ask questions and get like I like to give people the ability to complete their thoughts, which True. T- which takes a while. You know, and I noticed when especially when you have headphones in, like, oh, they're they're not done thinking, and I know they're not done thinking, so I'm gonna let them talk. So it's weird. So basically, you know, uh, 
My name is Chris Garza. I am the host. It's uh, strange to even say the word host. I don't feel right saying it, but I guess if you put it on paper, that's what I am. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to, uh, so far it's only, uh, it's been a year and a half doing this, and uh, I'm pretty pumped. And uh, today is uh, Friday, July 1st, and uh, one of my favorite records of all time. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. If, you're not, if you can't see it, I'm wearing a, a white Limp Biscuit shirt. Uh, Represent. <laughs> July 1st, 1997, a band called Limp Biscuit released a record called Three Dollar Bill, y'all. Sir. And uh, it was 25 years ago, man. That's unreal. It came out today. Yeah, I can't even comprehend that because thinking 25 years back, I mean, I was a, a young kid. Yeah. But I remember. It's weird. That was like, I feel like Limp Biscuit coming out is probably one of my earliest memories as a kid. Yeah. Is, is hearing that record. I mean, and just thinking, wow, whatever they're, I don't know what they're doing, but whatever it is, I want to do that. I want yeah. to be a part of that in any way possible. <laughs> totally. It's like, all right, I, I got to buy I gotta buy tickies. Yeah. I gotta make sure they're two sizes too big for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I have to get into some kind of like extreme sport, whether it be skating, BMX. Like it's all there's uh, there's all these little things that kind of go together. Yeah, like in that uh, in like the '90s new metal culture. Yeah, that it, it's so interesting how like that br like brought all of us together. Totally to the point we're all here today. Um, just kind of saying, yeah, we all grew up the same way we all love this culture so it's cool that uh to think 25 years later we're still here talking about it it's you know? weird and you said it like literally like you wouldn't be hearing my voice right now if you if it wasn't for bands like limp biscuit limp biscuit for me for for sure it's like top five Absolutely. for sure and like for sure there's a few bands that like you have where it's like you know exactly what you were doing where you were the first time you heard yeah. that band. Limp Bizkit is definitely a memory for me. 100%. Uh, it was, should I just go into it? Yeah. I should No, let's, let's go for okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go back to seventh grade. Nice. Um, I want to I, I say it was science class. And uh, th the teacher was Mrs. Malgeri. She had big old titties, dude. <laughs> <laughs> The first teacher where you noticed that? Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. They shouldn't have teachers like that when you're going through puberty. Right. I'm just, I'm just going to say that out loud. Like, and why is the teacher that thick? Yeah. You, it's like, you dude, had that like, thought? Dude, my, my goodness. And <laughs> I'm not sure why, but uh, it's a really cool concept, but I highly doubt they'll allow it now. But they, they had, they let you play music for the first, like, five, ten minutes of the class. I remember that. Really cool. Yeah. So people were bringing CDs, you know, a CD, yeah. and, and fucking play it. And, that was uh, sick. I'm, and I remember his name, too, Adam Gazard. Uh, we went to elementary school together. He brings a CD. It's a red one. Yeah. Puts it in, and pollution comes on. Oh, my God. And I was like, what, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you couldn't even comprehend it, right? Couldn't. Because I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's uh, it's just one one of those moments, dude. Like, damn, Limp Biscuit. Okay, and then I, I asked him, you know, who is that? And you know, yeah, you you go out and buy and buy the CD. Totally. You know. Yeah. It's like did that. I know that it's just so weird. Like even and then your brain and ears chain link things. So whenever Absolutely. like I, I hear Limp Biscuit, I, I you you could kind of 
I go back to like seventh grade and like being in that little class and like seeing him and seeing the teacher with with, with big tits and you know <laughs> yeah which which I I call them uh, DTs okay because I like to abbreviate things yeah <laughs> DTs distracting titties. There you go. Distracting. <laughs> like it, it's an issue. And when, um, you're, you're a kid, dude. I'm what? Yeah. Like 11? Right. Little kid. And uh, so over here I have a DTs. Over here I'm being blown away by Limp Bizkit. And over here I'm supposed to be reading a book and I can't read. So there, so there, there's, <laughs> yeah, so I had three issues going yeah. on at once. Right. My God, that was a fucking magical time. And uh, speaking of not reading, dude, I, I didn't read a book till I was 25. Really? Yeah, like from front, like front to back. I'm talking like, like right, dedicated the, to finishing boom, it. Boom! Like, oh, I'm gonna read a book. And yeah. I'll, I'll get this one. But I never read a book in my life. Wow. I only think I, I I try to look back. Like, could I even read back then? <laughs> did I did I know what the words were saying to me? So, but I didn't read till I was 25. So, like, when you would read a book, would you kind of just like skim through it, type of thing? Like, okay, so so you're talking about book reports? Yeah, that like okay. exactly like when you had to read a book. Um, so what I did is shout out to Arl Stein, which also, this is an, 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 another birthday in July. Yeah. I have in my notes right here. Um, Arl Stein, he's 78 years old. He's, he writes still four books a year. Wow. Um, and so he's had 180 books right now in the Goosebump series. So I bought Goosebumps solely for the fact of... I don't know. I talk it. This is what this is great marketing. Yeah, like, like the cover and like, oh, it looks sick. So okay, I'll, I'll buy a Goosebumps book. You got to do a fucking book report. And yeah. And uh, I see the cover. I read the back, and I look. I read. I take the book. I open it. I read the middle, and that's it. And that's <laughs> and I would. I don't remember what the fuck I wrote down. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You just paraphrased. Yeah. Exactly. The page that you read. Exactly, dude. Dude, that's awesome. You know what I would do? Hmm. I would read. I don't even remember what it's called, but you know, like the section at the end of the book where they summarize the whole book. Yeah, I would just read that, and oh, that shit. would be my book report because they don't—they didn't read the book. So as long as you oh, have yeah, the, the basic details huh. down, interesting. Like I was, it, and it was only like five pages or so. I believe yeah. it's—is it the epilogue? Yeah, I—I I, I think that's what it's called. But yeah, I just read the end of the book where oh. they summarize the whole thing. Interesting. And it's like, okay, I know exactly what happened now. Wow. Like, I don't know the the little details, but that's not what you would put in a book report anyways. Yeah. They want you to paraphrase it because they're, basically, they're, they're testing your paraphrasing skills. That's why they make you read books in the first place. It's not mm. to like, oh, you need to know about this random story. Wow. You know, so it, it was a, I think that was the first time that I was forced to like, try to like life hack something or I'm like, okay, I just need to get this passing grade. How can I get there without spending, you know, yeah. two days reading an entire book? My goodness. So I, I totally feel you on that. Wow. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You just paraphrase and hopefully you get a passing grade. It worked every time. I'm not really? going to lie. Yeah. The problem was, was, uh, this goes more into high school where you, the whole class has to read the same book. And right. then you get the mini heart attack when they call your name to come up and start talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I was wrong. like, oh, that's, that's when, okay, obviously. And they, yeah. know you, they know you didn't read it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even remember what I said, how I, I could sit down and just like pretend I read it. 
Yeah, no, I don't exactly. fucking know what I was doing. Oh my goodness, that's the worst when you get like, I think getting caught in a lie at school yeah. teaches you a lot about life, right? Because it's like the first time you're like in front of an audience, and the teacher's essentially roasting you. Yeah, to to kind of like try to teach you a lesson in a yeah. way. I think you that's you grow as a person after that. Oh, totally. Because you get so embarrassed. And you go home that day, and you're just like oh, sad. The, the embarrassment, dude. <laughs> like oh. you, you walk home with your head down. Yeah, you know. So you actually read books when, like, when like like you were in school. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I wouldn't always read the whole thing. I would sometimes skip things that seemed like they it wouldn't come up because it's like yeah. just filler. But wow. I'd I'd read a good chunk of it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's so strange, dude. I can't even like imagine that. But you, yeah, but you know what's funny? Like, I was kind of into books. There were certain, like, Goosebumps I was actually into. I also loved the... I'm a big horror movie fan in general, so I like anything with that style. Like, I used yeah. to read, like, the uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. I love... So I love anything that had, like, a theme like that. Totally. And I would read those. But, like, as an adult, I never got into reading books, like, in my free time. Yeah. I just... I guess I'm more of a visual person, so I always preferred movies. Well. I, like, I got way more out of watching something than reading. Totally. You know? Yeah, you, you, your eyes and brain will process more than what you uh, see more than, yeah. I get yeah, it. totally. Well, the first book I read was uh, Head's first book from oh. Corn. That one I heard was crazy. It was sick as fuck. I don't know yeah. what made me... It was... Uh, it might have been a new thing. Uh, when you, you could go on your phone, mm-hmm. and then you could pull up... You could buy a book and like read it as like on like your phone, right? Oh, like an audio book kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah, like but but the uh, yeah like oh it's like a printed version. Like you like it's like on like you like read it. Oh, and then you flip the pages. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. I don't know what made me uh, do that. I was on a long drive to to Las Vegas. I was going to see Rob Zombie. Nice. And uh, Marilyn Manson. Sick ass show. That's a sick lineup. And uh, I don't know what made me read that book and I. Like it's uh, which I I've had conversations with uh, with Brian about that. It's like your book was the first book I ever read. You know, wow. I like mean, from, all the way through from front. To, I I don't know why. I still don't know why. Which always trips me out about life. Like like how you're drawn to certain things sometimes. I don't know why I went to my phone, bought that book, and started reading, and couldn't yeah. stop. I think his his story. It took like something so compelling mm-hmm. just just to keep me my stupid brain engaged for that long period of time. Right. Well, it's someone that you knew and you respected. Yeah. Because I know you're a big Corn fan. Massive, yeah. Yeah, so it probably was just that it was that interesting that you had to give it a chance. Totally. Even though books aren't your thing. Yeah. And it yeah. started, like, this whole... I mean, ever since then, I mean, uh, and the second one was Buildy's book. Right. Which was sick. And then um, a couple years passed, you know, then I, I stopped doing drugs like like an idiot. And then I just dove into books. But I wouldn't have, now I, I read every day. Nice. It's just so strange. It's so strange to be out of school and there's nothing now. I, now I'm compelled to read all the time. It's Even so, though you don't have to, right? I don't have to. It's so strange. I think that's what makes it better, though, that you get to choose to read a book, right? Yeah. You're not forced to. Yeah, that that was always the thing in school that I think like I like, for example, like I knew a ton of kids that realistically were super intelligent, but in a school setting, it 
it just didn't uh, cooperate with their brain. The way their brain worked didn't yeah. fit into like the education uh, segment as yeah. far as like how their the academic situation was. But like if you talk to them just one on one, you're like, oh, this kid's smart. They're smarter than me. But like whatever it is, school doesn't work with how their brain works. You know? Yeah. And I know I just knew a ton of kids like that. So it's interesting how, uh, you know, j- just to just to see that like school used to be like the benchmark for if someone was intelligent or not. And now we know that that's very much so not true because there's so many people out there that do amazing things outside of school, like never even having a degree. So it's it's crazy to see that. Totally. Yeah. Uh, we all have our own path. You know, I graduated uh, half my band and graduate. You know, right. just, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, totally. It's just like whatever your path is, you choose. Fucking, just do it, man. But yeah. it's it's so weird how like, and this actually ties in to Limp Bizkit, which is why we're going on 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 this road. Yeah, it's like those moments, like just just basically like lay out your life. Boom. Like if I didn't listen to Limp Bizkit, I mean, I wouldn't be reading that book. Yeah, and I wouldn't be here right now reading books and uh, I guess. Uh, be feel like a level-headed person yeah you know i, I, I wouldn't be a, the band would not be here if i was not if i was not reading it sounds like cheesy and like oh uh, the guy reads books but but i'm an idiot so i have to and um if i if i didn't have that dude the band would not exist it would not like suicide sounds would not exist and i, I, I you have to like kind of I, I it's like then you then you pinpoint things you know what yeah. why so, oh, shit, I mean, you know, was this this or is that? Well, I, I do this because of that. And, like, it, it all comes from new metal. Dude, that's, <laughs> that, dude. that's where it starts and ends, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's so funny you bring that up because, like, as you were saying that, I was just thinking, like, dude, new metal literally built my whole foundation as a person. <laughs> like, honestly, there is, uh, like, so I, I think I never even fully realized until this moment. Like, I, I kind of thought about it in my head before, but, <laughs> dude, I would not be doing any of this. I wouldn't be in the music world. I wouldn't be doing anything like this. Photography, if it weren't for, like, discovering, like, System of a Down and Deftones and Korn and Linkin Park and all those bands. That's, like It's crazy, huh? It just opened my brain to all, basically to what's possible, like, in life in general. Totally. You know, just through music. That's how powerful it is. You just had a, a, a real life real, realization in real time. Yeah. That's Dude, cool. That's so crazy. It's weird, huh? Yeah. That's why that music was so fucking special. It opened up your mind. Yeah. And and you take that with you your whole life, man. Yeah. You know, and, and we've and, and we both, you know, done that. I guess without knowing. Everything mm-hmm. ties in to those bands. Everything I do, everything you do it now that then you realize that it just ties in to oh like the bands you heard when you when uh, when, when you were a kid. Yeah, you know, and the music you get, like you listen to, you know, and we're we're obviously involved with the uh, with the metal scene behind the scenes, you know. Yeah, that's so that's so bizarre. Y- yeah, no, and I think the only explanation that makes sense to me is that new metal broke all the rules, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty like that's kind of my philosophy that I follow is knowing when to break the rules in order to advance as a person and and, and discover like just uh, a, a more true version of yourself wow. is to know when to break the rules. Wow, so true, man. You know, a lot of people are afraid to do that because our, you know, our society is built on like rules and it's important to have certain rules, but you also need to break some of them sometimes. And Absolutely. That's, 
new metal did that. It broke like the traditional song structures, uh, mixing different genres, which wasn't really a thing until new metal. I mean, in some ways, but not in the way that like Korn did it or like even System of a Down, like oh. mixing like traditional Armenian music with metal. That's such a out. Like if you, if someone just explained that to you, right? Like there's yeah. a band that does that, you wouldn't even know what to think. And then you hear it and you're like, oh, this is genius. It's perfect, you know? That's so true. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, like it doesn't work on paper necessarily. Yeah. But when you hear it, it doesn't matter what it, what it sounds like on paper because mm-hmm. it just works, you know? Would you consider yourself like a new metal kid? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I grew up like wearing like Linkin Park shirts and stuff. Like I was about it for sure. Damn. Yeah. And that's why you're involved with the podcast. It all makes sense. I'm like, why, why do I like Zach? Yeah, yeah. Why is he going to be a part of this? I don't know. But it's so some conscious things, dude. Yeah. It's, it starts off with, and I know a lot of people listening would probably uh, relate to me on this. It's all start, it's all, it all started off in middle school wearing a black hoodie, even though it was like 100 degrees out. Of course. You got to wear a black hoodie no matter what. Dude. If you didn't do that, they didn't, they didn't know. They wouldn't know that you, that you were a new metal kid. Uh, no matter how hot it was, you're you're gonna wear that black shirt, or because or, or, or they know you listen to corn if you wear that black hoodie. Yeah, you know, dude, that's so funny. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I mean, to my core, I mean, I am a '90s new metal kid, and that that's just who I am. And yeah. uh, you know, even I'm I'm 36 now. I'm still that I'm still that guy. Yeah, you know, I'm just older and little. Some gray hairs are popping in, in my beard now. <laughs> I had my first gray beard uh, uh, hairs like two months ago. Wow! And I was like, "Oh, there, there they are." What what kind of <laughs> feeling was that? Because I feel like it's probably different for everyone. That realization. It was uh, to be real. It felt like success. You're yeah. like, I'm here. Yeah, it felt like uh, only because of what the band has been doing behind the scenes and myself i mean mm-hmm. working harder than ever like the past year working harder than ever yeah I, I i can't even compare like the early days of the band or me working or being in school it was just just like the mental and emotional uh shit that i personally have have I've been putting in just to make just make this whole thing fun and, and the podcast and function yeah i was like oh shit like i'm I see a little, you know, some bags under me, my eyes, and I, some some, yeah. some gray hairs are popping out. It felt like it felt good. Like, oh shit! Yeah. Like this is this was fucking earned, man. Yeah, holy shit! You worked your ass off to get to that. <laughs> I'm point. like, oh my god. Yeah, and uh, then you know, time passes, and you get a little bit, you know, insecure about it. But <laughs> you know, there's there is that too. Yeah, no, I feel you because I'm I'm like on the cusp of turning 30. I'm 28 right now, but nice. You know, it's around the corner. It's gonna happen. I'll I'll blink, and then tomorrow I'll be 30. Sack the kid. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but, but not oh. quite yet. So, yeah. uh, your first nickname that I gave you was Stony Zach. Yeah, and uh, that was that's just what what I have for now until it evolves. And I think it might be Zach the Kid now. I like that. That's almost like I like the twenties uh, gangster kind of vibe to that. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. Zach the Kid, twenty eight. Holy shit, dude! It's crazy, right? What's that like? <laughs> it's <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, I'm, there's like a lot of memes about this and people say this all the time like a lot of millennials kind of use this phrase but like it's like being an adult and a kid at the same time really yeah because like 
I definitely feel mature. Like I feel like an adult, but yeah. I definitely don't feel like fully grown. But I think it's totally. more of an emotional thing. I still have mm -hmm. that kid inside of me for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of people from our generation, even you're like a only a couple years older than me, but but like our generation, like your generation to mine. I think we both kind of had that same upbringing, like the new metal thing and mm -hmm. growing up playing Tony Hawk. Like we grew up playing video games and stuff. Yeah. So I think we're always going to have that like kind of uh, that that childish uh, aspect to our personality. Like, as you know, no matter how old I get, I'm always going to like love like cheesy 80s horror movies and stuff. I'm never going to yeah. like at least my goal. I never want to be like a, a like a jaded old man, no matter how old I get. That's my goal. That's a great goal. Yeah. That's, I think that's an amazing goal. Yeah. Cause I mean, cause then don't, wouldn't you say that you, that's kind of just giving up when yeah. you get to that point? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for me, my goal is to like continue enjoying life and uh, no matter how old I get, I'm, I still want to have that young energy to myself going yeah. into my 30s, you know? Totally. You could probably do that by, uh, you know, listening to new bands and not being like, oh, it's not as good as this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not not being an elitist. Yeah, I try to do that too. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll definitely catch myself like, oh shit, Garza, you're being a fucking right. So I'll, I'll listen to a new song or a band and have that that open mind that that we had when we were you know teens. You know, yeah. like, bring it, it's just funny that you're just you're bringing back what what uh, you you had. Yeah, absolutely. Hearing new it's bands, full circle. Yes, it is. It is full circle. New bands. That's, yeah, uh, no matter what genre it is. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, like, that's how I discovered bands in the first place, like, being on MySpace and uh, just literally looking at, like, the top artist charts and finding, like, you guys and a bunch of other bands, like, Vela Maya and, like, countless other bands mm -hmm. that, like, real realistically opened my eyes to, like, what's possible in music. Yeah. And it just made me want to be a part of it in any way, like, whether it's just going to shows, buying merch, like, I just wanted to be a part of it, you know? So it's crazy that like, you know, here we are and uh still still going strong and the scene's still going strong. Uh so it's cool to see, man. I mean, as someone that watched it grow to the point where it is now. Yeah. You know. And and the scene's growing still. It's I I would probably argue it's probably the biggest it's been maybe since it started. Yeah. You know. So yeah. it's wild to see. Yeah, especially if you're talking like the deathcore scene, it's fucking, it's 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 getting up there, man. Yeah, no, I mean, deathcore is finally getting to the point where there's like viral TikToks, you know, so bizarre. Like, j just thinking, like if if you went in a time machine, right, mm -hmm. and you went 15 years back in the past, and yeah. you're at a show, and you told some kid at a deathcore show, oh yeah, in 20 years there's gonna be girls making uh, TikToks. Uh, to Lorna Shore breakdowns, they'd say yeah. you're crazy. That's never gonna happen. There's no way, because it, it wasn't even fathomable, because this music was just created. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Just that, to express an emotion, right? Yeah. It was never like, oh, this is gonna be a mainstream totally thing, you know. So to to see it now to where it's at, you know, seeing like uh, going to the Chaos and Carnage shows and stuff, and seeing like all the bands doing amazing on merch and like like actually like making a decent income for themselves is so sick. Like that's amazing. It's pretty it's pretty nuts, man. Yeah. Cuz I I think none of those bands on that tour would have dreamed that that would happen. No. 
Oh, no, dude, totally. It's so weird, like, yeah, if you say something years ago, it's like, like you can't even fathom that even being possible. Yeah. You know? So, no, it's not, that's not going to happen. Like, if you had told me, well, it's going to be a podcast, you're going to be the host, I'm like, no way, dude. That's <laughs> right? fucking, I will never do that. Yeah. And going, uh, yeah, then going from a quiet dude to completely got to transform my whole uh, insecurities, <laughs> basically, and just put, put, put them out there. You know, it's like, holy shit. I mean, things that you thought weren't possible, then you fast forward, you know, it, oh, yeah. you're, you're just doing it. Yeah, exactly. It is fucking insane. I mean, yeah, with the with the and, and the deathcore scene where it's gone, as far as mainstream, it's like, yeah. I mean, even I couldn't really fathom that. And I'm, I'm pretty ambitious, you know. Yeah, it's, it's very. It, I, I love seeing bands like Lauren Shore. Is uh, no, they're fucking killing it. It's great. I hope I hope they get bigger. I hope they stay focused. You know, I've seen. Uh, yeah. So there's always like that that turning point with bands, you know. And unfortunately, I, ninety, it's damn near impossible. To uh, I guess you could say make it in the industry yeah. while you're signing and touring. Holy shit, people are streaming your songs. You got hype, and it's and it's even more rare that those bands actually stay around. Yeah, you know, the, it's the longevity, right? Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, many reasons. Ego, bands get a taste of the hype and they believe it, which is the worst thing that you can do. Um, and uh, not realizing that that's not a permanent thing, right? Yeah, like it's gonna go down. Yeah. And, um, exactly. I, it just sucks, like seeing it, and I just hope, like, oh my man, I hope they don't fucking. I hope they really keep going. I hope they don't have like, you know, it's, it's a bunch of weird shit. Like, oh, I hope they don't have a manager that's in their ear. I hope they don't have, yeah, this. I hope they're focused. I hope they fucking proud of sick next record and they get through the hype when they when they, when they become like an established real band. Yeah, you know. It's, it's it's impossible to make it, and it's even more impossible to to, to break through the hype. And bands make yeah. careers out of, out of the hype, which is like, which is like they kind of stay like where where the hype was, but they never break through to that that like longevity, serious like or you're like a fucking they hit a ceiling, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that's how tours get ruined. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh shit, like they won't play with this band or under this band. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's fucking the when the politics get involved. God, right? it's that's the sucks, worst part, dude. Yeah, and me, you know, I mean, I just want to see the genre get as big as possible. I just want to see every band succeed. That's what I want to see. And this when the bands themselves stop that is like it's just so hard. It's heartbreaking, dude. It's once, so heartbreaking. Yeah, I think once we can get to a point where ego isn't involved in, and especially our scene, because I, you know, I grew up in it. I saw, I've seen every phase of it. I've mm-hmm. seen parts where everyone was friends. I've seen parts where a lot of people weren't friends. Yeah. So I think to the point the point where it's at now, we have the potential to have this like golden era that we, I think we've always like dreamed of. It's there, but everyone has to work together. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, and even like working together with different genres. Like in one of the last episodes, we talked about that Suicide Boys uh, tour, mm-hmm. and they're you know they're taking Code Orange and Knock Loose on tour with them. Yeah, you know, and and I think. That's such a huge opportunity for everyone involved in that. Um, you know, the last one they had Turnstile, and I went to that the the Gray Day last year. Yeah, and uh, I saw, like, after that tour, like before that tour, Turnstile they were doing great. Their new album was blowing up. They're they're killing it. But I noticed after that tour specifically, they went from like a big hardcore band, like a well known hardcore band, to like now they're just like a mainstream rock band. Like they're they're a household name, and I think it was just 
being introduced to a new audience and them being like open-minded, cool guys, uh, being willing to like, you know, branch out of their comfort zone and, yeah. uh, and, and not, you know, not get involved in the politics, like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Which is sick to see. I, and I love to see that, man, because I'm, I grew up with like everything, like 90s hip hop, metal, like whatever, like punk. Yeah. So it's cool to see like artists of all these different genres being friends now and collaborating um, because I kind of, I guess for me, I was always expecting that to happen. I was kind of yeah. like waiting for, for that because, you know, if, if you guys all collaborate and work together, the, literally the ceiling is endless. There's no ceiling that you can hit. Yeah, it's true. You know, because it's not, you know, you're, you're removing clicks and now it's mm. just music fans in general. Yeah. It's true. You know? So I think in my opinion, I think that's the future where like genres don't even matter. And it's just like artists all collaborating to try to like, you know, to, to be the most successful and also to create the most unique music possible. It's kind of yeah. like the, uh, just let the next generation kind of like lead the path, you know? So. Which, yeah, I mean, it's always, I mean, it's, it's always what the younger people say. It, it is true. I mean, yeah. if they think it's cool, I mean, that is cool. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so that's us being open-minded to that, you know, and, and as you said, we gotta, we gotta work together, man. We have to. You have to, man. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the future might be like a whole, like, genres might not even be a thing anymore. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm already seeing it, man. I'm seeing, man, there, there's like even like a whole new wave of like rappers where they're like, you know, they're like making beats that sound kind of like a, kind of like when you remember like the electro metalcore bands and they're, they're using like that kind of like a anime style beat structure and stuff. So Whoa. there's, there's things that are going on right now that I think people won't even recognize as being like groundbreaking until like maybe five or 10 years from now, you know? So I'm stoked Damn. to see where all that stuff goes. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Or it comes out now and people talk Sean and then it's all of a sudden sick and <laughs> 10, 10 the, years. Yeah. Well, those guys will be their biggest fans in like five years. So oh, of course <laughs> it's usually how it goes. And it's very, it's very true. Yeah, man. So, so nice. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully you all just work together. Yeah. But goddamn, it's not like that. It's getting, I think it's getting there. Yeah, it might, it might be, you know. I've seen, from my view of the scene, I've seen even a lot of people that I knew back in the day that maybe would have been a little closed-minded. Uh, even those people are now, uh, I'm just starting to notice like that they're more open-minded and, and like cool. checking out other genres and stuff. So That's sick. Or even bands that they didn't like, are they now are open to them? So, you, you, I, mean, I think we're definitely we're at that turning point where we're kind of getting back to that uh, kind of like the golden era, like we were talking about earlier before the podcast started. You know, like it was so crazy in the early two thousands and the late nineties, where new metal was like legitimately accepted in mainstream society. Yeah, you know, you had like Fred Durst dating Carmen Electra. And, like, they had that release party at the Playboy Mansion where there's, like, P. Diddy there, Snoop Dogg's there. And then Jonathan Davis is just in the background hanging out with all of them. Insane. Like, I don't even think, like, we could comprehend that. No, we can't. But it, it happened. Like, yeah. we, we lived through that, you know? 
Yeah, they really blew like the whole door open, like, whole door open for like heavy music. Yeah, you know, or bands like us, and we're just, we're just riding that wave. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, I always like it's controversial, but you know, Suicide Sounds is a new metal band. Absolutely, like, I mean, it's just like I, I get it. I obviously I know, I, I know who we are. I know what we sound like. You know, we're, we're deathcore band. I get it, but but how it started and like how like like the formation of the genre. Like yeah. that that came we got we took that straight from them straight, yeah. straight from Limp Bizkit and and Corns and uh, and that whole it was more of like a lifestyle and like a mindset and being open minded yeah and uh things that we're actually subconsciously figuring it out now still you know like oh my oh I'm, I do this because of that yeah totally and the thing is is like deathcore wasn't a genre when you guys started yeah no one even knew what that was you guys were just making music that you wanted to make right like you just you had a vision and you just you didn't say oh we're gonna make this thing called deathcore it just happened right it's nuts you know and and to hear you know i i think some people yeah might be shocked that that happened because you guys were fans of death metal and you were fans of of new metal yeah and you essentially kind of combined the best parts of both genres yeah and now it's like you know like one of the biggest now now it's standard yeah it's it's just like exactly now there's there's a i mean now there's metalcore which is like it's like a even it's taking deathcore and then you're mixing melodic you know pop parts to it yeah you know what i mean and that wow. that, that all formed from the deathcore scene originally so sick which is crazy so it's 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 crazy to see how far we've come with like warp tour and all that stuff like it's it's um it's a legitimate part of society. Even people who have never gotten into it, they know what it is at least. Yeah, they've heard it. You know what I mean? Which maybe like when we were growing up, there's people that probably never heard metal or don't didn't even know what it was. It's true. Versus now, even if you hate it, you at least know what it is. You've heard a couple seconds of it at one point. Wow. You know, even to me, even that is an achievement. It is. You know, that our culture that we grew up in is like, it's worldwide. Everyone at least knows about it. It's worldwide. Prestige, worldwide. <laughs> Why? Mr. Wide. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Pitbull. Shout out, man. And uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah, this podcast turned into a uh, respect to Limb Biscuit. And I think we both figured out more of who we are as people. Yeah. It's weird. No, that honestly, I, I, learned. I learned some things for sure. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Limp Biscuit, man. Uh, that that first record, um, before we uh, land land the plane here and uh, stop. But uh, that record was produced by Ross Robinson, which produced the first two Corn records, uh, first two Slipknot records. He produced one of our records that obviously wasn't well received, but and he's a he's a legend. And uh, there's besides my family, there's. My two favorite humans on the planet are Ross Robinson and Monkey from Corn. So he he's a very unique guy. Yeah, and and you could hear what he puts into those those songs and and, and the records. So yeah, the, that record's produced by Ross. Is why it sounds like that way. It's that style. Um, mixed by Andy Wallace. With uh, if you don't know who Andy Wallace is, um, let's see, he mixed. Nirvana's ne- Nevermind. He mixed. Uh, he mixed Iowa. 
legendary. Yeah, he mixed uh, systems, toxicity. Wow. And I think yeah, he randomly mixed uh, that first Slim Biscuit record. So it, oh, he also mixed uh, Sepatora's uh, Roots. Wow. So it's it's, a, it's that combination of like with the that Ross production and Annie Wallace mixing to me is like it's a it's a goldmine because you have like yeah. that like the real raw abrasive sound and then Annie Wallace comes in and it fucking makes it sound sick. That's so funny though that he also uh, mixed Nevermind by Nirvana because that's I've always loved Nirvana because they were never there weren't they weren't like a metal band or an extreme band. Yeah, but they had that energy about them you got energy even their melodic you know beautiful sounding songs had this like rough raw edge to it mm-hmm. that i love that i was addicted to nirvana when i first got into them and i think that's why it's yep. probably the the way the mixing was done the way it hey, hits man. your ears man I'm mixing dude i'm still learning i'm still learning now like when you hear a mix like we're, we're done with our, we're done our new record coming out soon it's yeah. like you hear mixes like oh it's a completely different record when you Get this mix and then that mix. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is like it's so mind blowing. Like how, and then now you, you said like you said the magic word. Like you're trying to capture a certain energy. Yeah, you're trying to capture like, and it's funny when you capture energy. Sometimes it might not sound better. Like you have this mix, it sounds better, but there's something missing. It's a feeling, right? It's a feeling. It's yeah. so, and that always fucking blows me away, dude. Like oh shit, well, we, we like this mix because there's there's energy to it. Something you can't explain, right? You can't. You, you, you can't explain it. You just you, you either feel it or you don't. It's nope. just one of those. And look, these records, like this, this Limp Biscuit record, and the, these all these Ross records, are like, we still go back to those records as like the blueprint. You know, yeah. The, the, the energy that, that you try to capture, and so uh, again, this podcast kind of turned into a respect for Limp Biscuit and new metal, and uh, we figured out that we both love new metal, and it, it, I made I learned a lot about you. Yeah, man, we're why, both new metal kids. That's why we're we're friends, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> why it's why you're involved with the podcast. So, uh, so everyone listening, I wanted everyone to meet Zach. Uh, Zach is uh, he handles the cameras and he's he does the edits, and that's why we look badass. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Stoked to be a part of it, man. It's been it's been killer time for sure. You're not going anywhere, dude. It's yeah. sick, dude. I can't wait for the future, man. So keep killing it. It's, it's going nuts. I. So we're gonna do a test. I wanna play the first it's on it's on, on the far left. Play the first few seconds of Limp Biscuits pollution. It's it's, it's already there. Oh, Top left, yeah. 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 Okay, here we go. Just just fucking play that riff. Let's rip it. Okay, when I fucking heard that fucking riff, dude. Okay. What, what does he say there? Yeah, he's just yelling. Bro. It's not. It's not. I don't even think there's words. Dude, that's primal. Sh- that's my favorite shit. Primal shit. I think that's the thing that new metal had that other genres, even like death metal and black metal, didn't have. Mm-hmm. Is it's believable? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like black metal is cool. It has its own aesthetic. But yeah. when I listen to black metal personally, I don't feel like oh these guys are like really meaning what they're saying. Totally. I feel like they're playing a character. Yeah. Versus with stuff like Limp Biscuit and Corn, when I listen to it, like you said, it's like primal. It has this like, I'm like, oh shit, I have to sit down and listen to this. It's primal, dude. Yeah. And we uh we personally and we take that primal like vibe and we we took that from like from New Metal. Like you take like you take that energy of it. Yeah. You know? 
and then you put it into a death metal, which is what we did. And and that's that's why people loved like for example the cleansing, mm-hmm. because it had that raw primal, you know, even the way the snare was tuned is just yeah. like it gets in your ear. Nothing makes you know? sense, but if it if you strike a chord, man, then yeah. People like will look back. Oh, this is the fucking sickest record. But when you're when we were making that record, oh my goodness, <laughs> nothing made sense. But that's why nothing it was great, sense. right? Because yeah. you guys probably weren't overthinking it. I don't. You it's funny. It. Do we still do that today? Like we try to get back to like those split second decisions are a lot of times the best ones. That, oh yes, yeah. no, do that. Don't do that. Exactly. But, like, when you sit there and you overthink this shit, it's like then mm-hmm. things get kind of it, it, it loses that you know thing. Yeah. And you said it earlier, and uh, I didn't re- I didn't realize till, till you said it like that music does open our minds, and we take that for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I'm 36, and I just, I realized when I'm open minded or I try or t- take a risk in my life, it's because you know I was in that class seventh grade and uh, with the big titty t- teacher, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I hearing hearing Limp Bizkit, yeah. and uh, started everything. And I'm, I'm that combination. Yes. That was the combination that did it. Yeah. Yeah. DTs and, and new metal. I mean, that, that's <laughs> D- it. DTs and NMs. Yeah. <laughs> new metal. And that, that's, that's it, dude. Dude. Well, holy shit. Awesome, man. Well, shit. Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this up on, on a high note. Uh, I'm not sponsored by them. I'm not paid, but I need to say something. This whiskey, this, this Metallica black and whiskey, we had a shot as a celebration earlier today is amazing so shout out to metallica not only are you one of the best and biggest metal bands on the planet but uh your whiskey is pretty sick so incredible whiskey i was very surprised very surprised man holy shit yeah so shout out man i don't know who they did a collab or but they did everything right shout out to them for uh caring about their production you know and that's what you call execution attention to detail right yeah i love it it's badass so shout out well anyways uh zach Oh, man. And anything else you want you want to add? Um, I think we pretty much covered it all, man. What's your uh, IG handle? Um, so yeah, my videography IG. If you guys want to check it out, is Astral Media, cool. which is at A S T R A L Media. So if you like uh, videography, you like photography, check it out for sure. Cool. Uh, and we'll be on tour September with Lamb of God so check out those dates for uh, we got New York Florida uh, Denver Colorado so uh, I'm also playing some updates uh, we'll be in Kansas New Mexico uh, on the way to that tour so check out those dates be on the lookout uh, next week we have Ricky Hoover of Of Sulphur it's gonna be sick and uh, yeah that's just gonna be sick so tune in next, next Monday every Monday here on uh, the old internet YouTube Spotify, Apple, every year podcast. So, yeah, until uh, next week, see you then. Later. See you later, guys.